0: Welcome to Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling. It's Friday, June 11th, 2021. We're brought to you by the great people out here, Wolfie's at Geist. The Beer Garden, open tonight, open tomorrow night, live music tomorrow night. If you see me out here tonight or tomorrow night, say hello, I'll buy you a beer. How about that? Hit subscribe, hit like, ring the bell. Let's go, let's talk about sports. It's a Mailbag Friday. The first question comes from Jacob through the YouTube channel. What Jacob wants to know is that if 12 teams in the college football playoff represents greed, is for an alternative that is fair? Good question, Jacob. I think that it is. And I think that 12 does represent greed. And that's the only thing that people in power understand. They're all about greed. They're all about stuff in their wallets, stuff in their pockets. And that's what college sports has been about for quite some time. And it's what professional sports has always been about. That's the nature of the business. Let's talk about what it should be. And what it should be is four. But it's going to require some conference realignment. Okay? So, right now, you've got maybe six major conferences. I want that down to four. I want the Big Ten, the ACC, the SEC, and the Pac-12. Big 12, goodbye. You're going to be eaten up by everybody else. Texas, you got to go to the Pac-12 or to the Big Ten. Oklahoma, same thing. Oklahoma State, yes, yes, yes. We've got to get you people dispersed into the major conferences. And then you're going to have four conferences of 16 programs. Two divisions of eight within each conference. Each division winner will play the winner of the other division in each conference for the conference championship, as kind of occurs now. The winner of those conference championships, those four, will go to the college football playoff. It just doesn't make any sense. Boise State wants a bite at the apple. Fine. Why? no chance to win a college football championship. It's inco- incomprehensible that they would ever win. Brigham Young, no chance. Notre Dame, get in the conference. Get in the Big Ten, for the love of God. Get out of the ACC. The ACC doesn't make sense for the Big Ten. It, you, Notre Dame, you're within the geographic footprint of the Big Ten. Come on. Join the Big Ten, and let's get this thing going. Alright? That's how the college football playoff should work. It won't work that way, because again, too many pigs at the trough and the trough is just not big enough for everybody in particular notre dame because they like their tv deal which is independent and very very lucrative for that institution but yes four is the right number there's no point in having more than four hey, look all you really need is two just alabama and clemson every year every once in a while draw ohio state out of the, out of a hat right and once in a while uh, what twice in seven years notre dame's gone That's the way this thing goes. Uh, Austin in Mooresville asks, how many Hall of Famers are currently on the Colts? I would say Quentin Nelson is the beginning and the end of the list. That's the yes. I think Quentin Nelson is a Hall of Famer. I think he's the best offensive lineman in the NFL. There's some maybes. Darius Leonard is a maybe. Carson Wentz is a maybe. And he had better turn into a Hall of Famer if the Colts are going to win multiple championships. They have to have him be one of the best three players on their team. Uh, I think that uh, Jonathan Taylor has a chance, like an outside chance, but he's got to put together nine or ten years, the likes he did last year, in order to make it. I think uh, DeForest Buckner has an outside chance. I don't know really. Like, defensive tackles are hard to put in the Hall of Fame. It's hard to put up the numbers that you need to get into the Hall of Fame. The number of sacks a defensive tackle has to total in his career in order to get to the Hall of Fame, I'm not sure exactly what that is. A guy who's not going to the Hall of Fame is T.Y. Hilton. He just, he's never been elite. He's been good, but he's never been elite. And you've got to be elite to go to the Hall of Fame, and that's the way it is. If the Colts can get to Super Bowls, I think that that confers Hall of Fame status on some of the maybes. But if they don't get to a Super Bowl, during the time, let's say during Quentin Nelson's, the, the next seven years of his career, probably the last seven or eight years of his career, If they don't get to two Super Bowls, I don't think anybody other than Nelson goes. And the only guard we've said this week after week, the only guard since the merger who has gone into the Hall of Fame, uh, drafted since the merger, and has won a Super Bowl is Russ Grimm for the Washington Redskins. There have been a few others like Joe DeLamalure and and other guys who are guards. John Hanna, gone to the Hall of Fame, but they never— ever won a Super Bowl. Interesting. When your best offensive lineman is a guard, I'm not sure that's the way you want things to work out. Eric Fisher getting healthy, really, really important. Maybe Eric Fisher is a guy who winds up being a borderline Hall of Famer if the Colts can get to a couple of Super Bowls while he's still playing. Uh, Jacob, back to Jacob, asks, how many Pacers are under contract for the next two seasons? What I infer this to mean, I think that his question is, should the Pacers blow it up? All right, so that's the question I'm going to ask as I answer Jacob's actual question. The number of guys who are under contract for the next two years, Malcolm Brogdon, Miles Turner, Karis Lavert, Domas Sabonis, uh, Holiday, and uh, Goga. All right, not Aaron Holiday, his brother, Justin. So you've got those guys who are under contract for the next two years. Goga actually next year... Uh, They've got a team option, so he can be under team control for another two years. Uh, Warren is under contract only one more year, and McConnell, McDermott, and Sampson are all going to be UFAs once the season ends and the new season year begins. Should they blow it up? No. You've spent all this time and effort aggregating the talent that you've got. Now, granted, you don't have any elite talent on this team. There's nobody who's elite. Tomas Sabonis is a borderline all-star who's made the team the last two years. Great. That's nice. T.J. Warren, not a ho- or not a, uh, an all-star, a guy who kind of goes out and gets his 18, 19, 20 points a game and gets injured. Malcolm Brogdon's the guy who gets injured quite a bit. Miles Turner's the guy who gets injured a little bit. And I don't think that Miles Turner's going to be around next year. I think they're going to trade some guys and they're going to try to get to the bottom of what's wrong with that locker room. Was it Bjorkren? Can a, a coach who's kind of taskmaster get a control, get control of that locker room? I don't know. I think one or more guys are going to be dealt, but I don't think that they should blow it up. I think they, they should bring this group together, not necessarily intact, but enough intact that they could be very competitive in 21-22. I think... Kevin Pritchard owes it to those guys and to whoever he hires as the new coach. You know, And, and you've got the 13th overall pick if they don't uh, get lucky with the ping-pong balls or the numbers or whatever the hell it is. If they do, they could be a top-three pick, however the lottery works. Worst-case scenario, they draft 13th. Donovan Mitchell was drafted 13th, everybody. Tells you something. How about that? He was drafted by the Denver Nuggets at 13. And the Nuggets traded him to Utah. Do you wish that they had Donovan Mitchell? You bet they do. Donovan Mitchell is spectacularly good. We don't get to see Utah a lot. So in the playoffs, you watch Donovan Mitchell torch the Clippers in games one and two. And you say, wow, that guy can play basketball. Let's go. Why didn't I stay up during the regular season to watch Utah Jazz once in a while? I don't think that they should blow it up. Hire a coach you can win now. Take the assets that they have and and go win some games. See how many you can win and then go win some playoff games for God's sake. I know it's a lot easier said than done. Uh, Sean in Bloomington asks, Kilroy's or Knicks? Easy answer. While a student, Kilroy's. Alums should go to Knicks. Current students, stay the hell out of Knicks. Go away. Do your idiocy someplace else. Go across the street to Kilroy's on Kirkwood. All right. Kilroy's Sports is kind of a place where current students and alums can sort of mix, and it's, it's okay, the old regulator. But the Kilroys on Kirkwood, that's for kids. When I was like 25, I came back to campus for a weekend, went there with a the great polyballs balls to Kilroys. I felt old at 25, really old. At Nix, I never feel old. I'm still, I think, under the median age of people who are there at Knicks. So I take Knicks, and it's a hard guess. Also from Sean, can IU win a title in Mike Woodson's first year? I don't know what kind of title you're talking about. If it's a Big Ten title, I think that's going to be difficult because of Michigan. But I think it can be done. You just have no idea. That's the interesting aspect of this offseason and why there's so much hope. Because not only is there a new coach, there are a lot of new faces. And we have no idea whatsoever how these players are going to mesh together or what Mike Woodson is gonna be like as the head coach and how this staff, which is outstanding, how they're gonna to get together and get the most out of that out of that roster and develop those guys starting this month. That is the interesting thing. Within the unknown, there's hope, right? And there's all kinds of hope with Indiana basketball this off season. When you've got 13 scholarship players, all of whom can play, you got a chance. To win a lot of games. Now, can you win a national championship? I think winning a national championship is actually a greater likelihood than winning the Big Ten, because all you've got to do to win a national championship is win six games. To win the Big Ten in 20 regular season games, you've probably got to win 15 or 16 games. With the NCAA tournament, just six in a row. We've seen George Mason, VCU, Loyola come from way deep right in the seeds to get to the final four. It's not that hard to win four games in a row. Now, to win 15 or 16, that is really, really hard. Indiana's roster, I think, is is deep and interesting. And again, it's the unknown again. So, we have no idea what it's going to be and that's where hope lies. But you've got Finnessy, Lander, at the point. I like both those guys. Rob Finnessy's going to be a senior. You've got Galloway, Leal, Johnson, Stewart at, at the two. You've got Bates, Cop, and Geronimo at the three. You've got Trace Jackson Davis and Race Thompson at the four. You've got Michael Durr and Logan, Logan Duncan at the five. Indiana, I don't know if you win going 13 deep. You know what I mean? Like, that's a long bench of guys who can flat play basketball. I mean, Galloway is probably the guy who you say, is he going to get a lot of minutes? Of this group, well, he got a lot of minutes last year during some stretches. He was one of the guys you could count on to give 100% effort among a few guys who didn't give 100% effort. This is going to be a fascinating season for the Hoosiers. They are deep, and, and here's the thing. You're going to get great work out of these guys like June through October. But once it's figured out, once Mike Woodson and his staff determine who's going to play and what the rotation is going to be, all of a sudden those guys on the end of the bench... They're going to stop working quite as hard. You're not going to get the same work out of the 13th guy, a guy who gets no minutes whatsoever. That's a tough thing to do when you're a kid, 18 to 22, to be so disciplined that you show up and work your ass off every single day. And that's what it's going to take. It's going to take the guys at the bottom of the roster pushing the guys at the top of the roster. If you get that kind of dynamic, that dynamic that Mike Woodson is going to request, require, demand, you got a chance to win some games. If you got guys who are just going along to get along at the bottom of the roster, you're gonna have guys at the top of the roster who don't practice to their capability, and all of a sudden, you're, you're gonna get kind of those dips and swales that we got with Indiana basketball under Archie Miller. Fascinating season coming up. I absolutely can't wait. I cannot wait for tonight. The beer garden here at Wolfie's at Geist, wide open kind of a hot night. If you live on the lake, bring your boat up. they got docking stations here. You go up, get a, uh, get a delicious libation, maybe some food. Food's always good. Service is fantastic here. Heather and Jeff take good care of me at lunch. I absolutely love it at Wolfie's at Geist. Fantastic place to get a meal or to catch a band on Saturdays and have a really good social time on the water up here far northeast side of Indianapolis, really to the point where you're in fish. Great place.